Schmeigen's Rock Station, 1065 The Buzz. On the phone, lead guitarist and live musical director of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Al Petrelli. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going great, brother. Thanks so much for taking time out to talk to me today. How's everything by you? Uh, all is well. All right, we are, of course, coming up on the holiday season. Trans-Siberian mm-hmm. Orchestra going to be making two trips uh, to Wisconsin here. Going to be in Green Bay November 15th and in Milwaukee December the 27th. So you get to kind of book in the holidays up here in Cheeseland. Yeah, opening night will be at uh, the Resh. I think two shows. And then uh, right after Christmas, you know, Milwaukee at the Pfizer Forum for two shows. So it's, it, listen, we love coming up that way. It's awesome and can't wait to bring you the new show. It's going to be even bigger and better than years past. Well, you know, it just feels right because, you know, we get snow usually by then. It sets the scene perfectly for uh, mm-hmm. you walk out after the show when it's snowing out there. Um, now, you've been in rock and roll forever, been on the road forever. How different is it doing an act now where you go out for two shows a night? Because that, you know, for the first couple of years for you, that wasn't, you know, that's not the case, usually. Yeah, well, listen, this thing's grown up. I mean, it's 28 years old this year. Uh, you know, 28 years ago, I played the first notes on what was to become Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, twelve twenty-four, And if you follow the trajectory, it's just been a really long, strong build over the years. I mean, we just did nothing but record for the first four years or so. And then we started touring in 99. And then not too long after that, we had to cut the band into two halves, you know, so we could cover you know uh, the entirety of, of North America. And not too long after that, we started doing two shows a day just because the demand was there. But we don't have any more time, you know, like, you know, come New Year's, party's over. So it's because of communities like you that have put us on the map and, you know, kind of forced our hand to say, well, listen, we sold out the Resh, we sold out the Pfizer, you know, let's do another show that afternoon. I'm like, well, okay, listen, I get to play guitar all day and all night and I love every second of it. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, that is the dream that, uh, you know, you you get paid to do what you're good at and you love. Could you have imagined 28 years ago when you started with uh, the whole Trans-Siberian Orchestra thing that this would still be going as strong as it is now? No, I, I, I could have never seen that one on the radar, you know. I just knew that Paul O'Neill, uh, his comment to me when we first started was that he just wanted to make great art, you know, and he wasn't concerned with anything else other than just, you know, creating a, a wonderful art form which he nailed that one and he said listen maybe one day if it catches on great if not at least we say we were part of something important well we were part of something important and good lord did it catch on you know and I'm very grateful for it I mean so you know when I look over my shoulder at the past 28 years I can't believe what we've accomplished and I look forward to well hopefully another 20 for me you know because Paul said he wants this thing to live long past all of us and that's the plan absolutely correct uh, talking with Al Pitarelli from Trans-Siberian Orchestra alright what's new in the show this year well, what's not new is everybody's uh, holiday tradition that's become part of their family tradition, which is the story of the ghost of Christmas Eve. A lot of people have embraced that the way that, like when I was a kid, maybe it was, you know, Charlie Brown's Christmas or Rudolph or Burl Ives or Miracle on 34th Street. Whatever whatever makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel like the holidays are here. That's what this story is for so many families, so many people. Everything else about the show will be completely different. The look of it, the presentation, a lot of new songs, a lot more production, brother. Every year we say we're bringing back more toys And we do every year I don't think I've ever disappointed anybody by saying so So it'll be enough familiar and enough surprises To keep everybody happy all night or all afternoon long Well, now as the live musical director How do you go about striking the balance between You know, giving the people the TSO show that they expect But also, you know, making it so it's a new show that people come see Well, listen, there's certain songs that if we didn't play We'd get beat up after the show, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's just the way it is Which is, I'm, I'm glad to 
other people have kind of like latched on to so many of these wonderful songs. Uh, but it leaves us a bunch of spots throughout the show. The opener, like the very downbeat, is different every year. And there's a couple spots in the second half of the show where we can kind of kick the tires on songs maybe we've never done before or we haven't played in a couple decades. So always, you know, there's a bunch of people in the audience that come back year after year that I affectionately refer to as my repeat offenders. And they're the ones that I want to like, give them the familiar portion of the show, but put them back on their heels on occasion and say, oh my God, I hadn't heard that in so long. You know, because what would break my heart is if they ever said, eh, I don't know, last year was better. It's not going to happen. You know, and for people coming out for the first time, everything's brand new. So it's a win-win right there. Absolutely correct. Once again, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Green Bay, November the 15th, Milwaukee, December the 27th. Um, now you really do get around with this tour it just it seems like a real whirlwind and you spoke before about you know you kind of have a limited window there have you ever felt like you know expanding it out a little bit more uh, maybe you know do some non-christmas type stuff we have done that in years past uh, we had a record out i think in 98 or 99 called beethoven's last night which is a wonderful uh, concept record written by paul o'neill about the great composers last night on earth and we toured um five or six springs you know we went on the road spring and summer we took it to europe a couple times so we have had a lot of fun doing that but you know right now for the last several years the task at hand is to just make the winter tour the biggest ever you know and people especially post-covid because covid kind of you know put the brakes on everything globally you know and now that we we have the opportunity to go back and do that we just want to make sure that we're bringing people the holiday tradition bigger and better absolutely i that makes total sense there and of course dso big uh donates at least a dollar from every ticket sold to a local charity how do you guys go about picking out which charity to give to in each stop well that's usually up to folks like yourself and the promoter rep for the uh, community you know who do you guys think is uh i don't want to use the word deserving but who's going to make sure that the money gets into the hands that need it you know uh so we, we've had a wonderful relationship with you guys for decades now and Every ticket we've sold from the first ticket from the first show at the Tower Theater in Philly back in 1999 to, you know, when we, you know, get through this season, one dollar will go back to the community. One dollar from every ticket sold. A dollar doesn't sound like a whole lot of money, but I think we've sold up until this year 18 million tickets. So if you do the math, the money starts to add up. And I'm very proud of Paul O'Neill and the O'Neill family, Not, you know, because they don't just talk about doing stuff. They do it. And that's more important. Absolutely. All right. So 104 shows, 62 cities in 46 days. Now, I know that you've only got half of that, but do you feel like you're ready? Mm, give me another week. <laughs> you know, when I, when I get out to Omaha and we start full-blown rehearsals with everybody, the band, the crew, all the production, then I'll feel like we're getting close to ready. Right now, it's been a lot of sectional rehearsals, a lot of t uh, conversations, a lot of song picking, a lot of ideas like looking at timings, looking at, you know, like all, all the nickel-dime stuff that we need to do now, everybody learning their parts. So when we do get to production rehearsals, that's not when we're learning songs, that's when we're executing them and articulating them twice a day, because everybody deserves a perfect first show. So like, case in point, dude, Green Bay is opening night, right? Mm -hmm. That has to be a perfect first show because it's everybody's first show but when i roll into milwaukee towards the end of the tour it may be my 50th show but it'll be milwaukee's first show that too will be a perfect first show for that community because you guys deserve all that so we have a lot of work to do to get ready for that now is there anything you look back in the catalog on and just kind of go like oh boy i don't know if i can do that anymore no i don't think so i mean uh you know we've been doing it so long I i've recorded all these pieces with the orchestra uh this is just something that you know if there's a piece of music that's kind of like really 
difficult to play, like some of the Mozart symphonies or maybe something by Chopin or, or Grieg or whomever, well, that just means i got to practice more, you know, and get ready and, and do my homework. So for the past couple of weeks and for about another week, I, you know, when the kids go to sleep, my wife calls it at night, you know, i got the fireplace going, and i got my guitar on my lap for another couple hours every night, just making sure I'm going over every detail. So when I get out, and not only on guitar, but on piano and as well, because I want to make sure everybody's playing the correct parts and doing them not only individually perfectly, but as an ensemble. I want it to sound great as a band. Absolutely. Well, Al, thank you for taking the time this afternoon. We are looking forward to it, and maybe the first to say a Merry Christmas to you. Uh, that's trans Siberian Orchestra, Wednesday, November 15th, and Green Bay, Wednesday, December 27th in Milwaukee. Uh, if we had to pick one of the two shows, are they better at the beginning of the tour or at the end? <laughs> no, I think, I try to make them all great from the jump, you know, so, you know, the beginning of the tour, some people say, ah, oh, well, you're working the bugs out. No, dude, we worked the bugs out in rehearsal, and the end of the tour, they'll say, oh, maybe you're tired. I'll never get tired of this, you know. <laughs> I I turn into a 15-year-old every time the house lights go down, and I put that Les Paul around my neck. So you just come to whatever show you can get to, and I promise you it's going to be the best show ever. So the correct answer is go to both. <laughs> go to all of them. Exactly. All four. I like it. Al Pinarelli, thank you for taking time today. My pleasure, my friend. Thanks for talking to me, and have a great holiday season. And there you go. Al Pinarelli, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Once again, Green Bay at the Resh Center. That's going to be uh, Wednesday, November 15th, 2.30 and 7 o'clock. And Milwaukee, Pfizer Forum, 3 o'clock and 7 7.30 on December the 27th. Tickets on sale now. Nonstop rock on the way.